It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. 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 Hola. My name is Christian. And my name is Alejandro. We're the hosts of the show. It can't be that bad podcast. Also known as it can't be that bad podcast. No, that's the same exact Sorry, word. It's ICBTV podcast. Uh, and we're going to review a movie today. It's Christian's dad's favorite movie. It's not his favorite movie. It was the first movie he suggested to us last year when first I movie said he ever saw what you are getting all of this wrong. This is not the first movie he ever saw. This is the first movie he ever saw in English. No, he was watched in the Philippines. They air American movies all the time. How do they get him there? But they're like 30 years old, right? No, it doesn't. So like in the 70s, you guys were watching like Abbott and Costello and then like. You guys, you're acting like I was there in the Philippines. No, they're wa- it comes out. There's a national release of these films. America's bi- pretty big. Wow. You guys got movie theaters out there, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is very racist what you're doing right uh, now. No, I don't think it's racist. If anything, asking... you've used the terms you guys. You got some movie theaters out there. You are insinuating that we are a third world country. No, no. Poverty is... There's no movie theater in Benicia. Do you think Benicia is a third there world country? There is a movie theater. I mean, it's not that active, but it still exists. But you're talking about an entire country. Benicia is a very small city that spans maybe five or six exits. This is a full island consisted of sub-islands. Sub-islands. Yes. And you are, I'm sure there are a bunch of angry Filipinos right now listening to this podcast. Well, let me know. You can reach me at Christian Has Asthma. Nope, that's um, not him. We watched a movie called Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, I mean, it's a great film. Yeah, you don't sound too excited. I fucking love no, this I'm really. Movie. Sad. I was really sold. I mean, I had never seen it in its entirety until we did this. And uh, boy, was I happy. Yeah, I wish I had seen this in the theaters, but no I was born four years after its yeah, release. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you mean you wish you saw this in the theaters? I wish I was old enough to have like seen the theatrical release of this film because this was action-packed, full of some literal heavy hitters. Are you a fan of, of what? Peaceways? Yes, I like Peaceways. I think he, he's a good actor. I think he was uh, the Ryan Gosling of that time. Very prominent in the 80s, a hunk. I got another fun fact for you. In 1991, People Magazine named him the sexiest man alive. I believe that. I believe that, too. But I don't know if I believe that he's a Ryan Goss. Really? Because in this movie, he's definitely playing a Ryan Gosling type of character. A man of few words. Up until the very end, he is smooth, and then he seeks revenge, and he could kick anyone's ass, and he never loses. Very much like... Ryan Gosling in Drive. Okay. I think that's okay. pretty analogous. That's comparable. Okay. okay. What do you think? I guess that's a good one. I will get back to you on who I think could be a, a, a comparable. We'll recast this film later. Um, but we'll do the, the usual stuff that we do. Yeah, the nitty gritty, man. Roadhouse. Yep. Was released in 1989. Rated R. R stands for Rapacious. Rapacious? Uh, <laughs> Are you saying rapturous or ratchet? It has a runtime of one hour, 54 minutes, mm-hmm. or 114 minutes from Melissa. Um, it was originally a three-hour movie. How much more material did they have? 
there was a couple of fights. The guy with the knife in his boot comes back. A couple of the things that happened to his car were showing. Uh-huh. Not big things, but uh-huh. uh, it was rated six point six 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 six. Is it really? Can you show me that? No. Because that's a lot of <laughs> no. digits. I'm pretty sure they would not put that on anything. Fine. It's 6.6 out of 10. Okay. Do you want to guess who gave it that? Uh, well, since it's out of, an out of 10 rating, I'm assuming that's IMDB. Well done. Yes. It's got a 39%. Do okay. you want to guess where that's from? Ron Tomatz, because that's a percentage. Yep. Yeah, what about 36%? Probably Metacritic, because that's the third thing on the list usually. Well done. And if it's Roger Ebert, it's usually out of four. I'm pretty sure Roger Ebert probably gave this a three out of four. But What about Google users? Google users, 85%. Or is it higher? It's higher. 91%. Oh, 87%. No. 86? No. 89? Yay. Okay. You, sir, are in for a treat. What's up? That's how the synopsis starts. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shit synopsis. <laughs> you, sir, are in for a treat. No dancing in this one, pal. Just Patrick Swayze being Patrick Sweaty, and it is great. Tune on. <laughs> for you listeners out there, that's not what it says on the internet. That is your own made-up synopsis. I think it works. I think we should start making up our own synopsis on the spot for this show, actually. You go first. Okay, Roadhouse, starring Patrick Swayze, also known as P. Swizzle. What, 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 what's that? What? What's, what's, what's that voice? Dude, I'm making up my own synopsis voice. You get to do it all of the time. How come I can't do it? I just thought voices were my thing. Or no, voices are anyone's uh, thing. No, and both fine. you and that's I fine. being comedians, I'm pretty sure we have I the thought, freedom I, of I did voice things. You did singing things. I don't know. I just thought we had a... like. So you're telling me every single time you sing, which has happened on this podcast, I should cut you off immediately? No, never be cut like, me That's off. my thing. No, never cut me off. You, you're saying that any other person that I hear singing on the street, Slapping. I say, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's my thing. And then you kiss them, and then you start singing. Nope, six feet apart, man. Cannot kiss them. You could put a pair of lips on the end of a stick. <laughs> Is this what you've interrupted my synopsis for to eventually <laughs> lead us into this tangent? <laughs> my plaster, my master plan. Your, your plaster man. <laughs> My plaster man. Jesus. My plaster. Jesus man. Christ, dude. I'm so sorry. Give me your synopsis, and I'll give you mine. Well, now I'm just kind of out of the element, but I'll try to finish it. You but I'll do it again. Start, start from the top. You started like this. Roadhouse. Roadhouse, starring Patrick Swayze, also known as P-Swizzle, or P-Swayze, is a bouncer of high prestige, also known as a cooler, which I don't really know what that means, but his talent is that he could go to any bar and clean that shit up. I actually came up with a metaphor, if you want to hear it. <laughs> is this a synopsis? <laughs> no, I put the synopsis on pause real quick. I actually have a metaphor. <laughs> Do you want to hear my metaphor real yes, quick but this is still part of the synopsis <laughs> yeah this is like in parentheses if this was part of the synopsis like it's 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 kind of in the middle Say of it. It. all right my metaphor is and this is very relevant during you know these times i think patrick swayze is a metaphor of the vaccine for covid19 and the double deuce is really just the world and all the shitty people at the double deuce that he needs to clean up, those are the coronaviruses. So he goes in there, cleans it up. And there's actually a quote in there that says, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And that's a very prominent quote that we hear from politicians all over the world talking about COVID-19. And that's my kind of thought out 
metaphor. Back to the synopsis, I mean, you baby. let me get away with some crazy conspiracy theories. I'll let you have that one. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Hey, it I makes just sense. like that you're being creative with your free time, Christian, and I like that. I like it. I thought of that kind of like during the movie, but the rest was just off the top of the dome. That's improv, baby. I got some dumb stuff for you. That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about your dumb stuff. I was going to give you a synopsis. Okay, um, let me finish my synopsis. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, he fucks shit up in the city, and he falls in love with a doctor, a.k.a. Kelly Lynch, also known as Kay Lynch, or Kay Lynn. Not Caitlin, Kay Lynn. Um, don't know where I'm going with this. I'm going to yeah, add my I'm synopsis sure. right now. Dun, dun, dun. Your turn. Uh, okay, it'll start something like this. It's a cold, cool night out in Jasper. <laughs> so opposite of the the type of feel that I had a synopsis with. Yours is like Edgar Allan Poe right now. Hey, different strokes for different folks, pal. Okay. It was a cold, dark night out in Jasper. In drives. Peaceways. He takes a look at this podunk town and says... <laughs> I'm here. You got obstructions in your nose, dude? Sound like you got a booger. <laughs> your synopsis doesn't sound as cool if you got a booger. Wanna, I don't want to do synopsis <laughs> Cut it all out. Cut all this shit out. No, that's staying in. No. <laughs> that's it. And that's your synopsis? <laughs> it, leaves, it leaves people wanting more. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll cut, keep it short and sweet. <laughs> Man, this is a different episode of ICBTB, but baddies, we're still delivering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're offering. We're offering something. It's up to you if you want to take it. Hi, my name is Alejandro, and the budget for this film, $15 million. Okay. How much did it make? $50 million. Five zero? Five zero. Incorrect. Three zero. Three zero. Thirty point one. Okay, kind of doubled it. Was that a lot of money in uh, 1989? I would say so. I mean, it's not not a lot of money. I'll take anything, man. I wouldn't say no to $30 million. I wouldn't say no to a dollar bill. Throw that shit at me. Dalton is the world's best bouncer. Yes. He's so cool under pressure. He's so smooth, man. He is so cool and so smooth under pressure that they use part of this film for the New York Police Academy. I heard, yeah, they use this as a training video. Because there are three rules that Dalton swears by, by being a bouncer. Lay them on me. All right. So the first rule, I got it written down because I, I didn't. Here. Here. Just never underestimate the opponent. Great. Expect the unexpected. Great rule. Now, I'm not a fighter, but that's a good rule if I, I were to fight. In general. Yes. Um, in gen Yeah. You could apply that to anything. Rule number two, take it outside. I agree with that. If things get ugly, take it outside. You don't want to fuck up a table. So many tables were broken in this film. Dude, that bar, we'll get to it. Was Yeah, we'll get to it. And rule number three, be nice. Be nice. Be nice. Yeah, be nice. do you think you could uh, abide by those rules? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think you you could fight, but I, I've seen you get angry. And Me? that's the thing, yeah. Come on. I've seen you on on the edge of your seat, on the brink of fighting someone, and uh, you can see that you your emotions are peaked. It's it, it's not, and no, you are not nice I, when you're about to fight. Of course not. Well, that makes sense with a lot of I'm people. Sorry, sir, but would you like to go to fisticuffs? I mean, please. <laughs> I would love to see that fight. I uh, don't like fighting. It's an abhorrent trait that men do. 
uh, when they're scared of who they really are. And the last time I got in a fight, I made a decision that that would be the last fight I ever get in. And I am happy to say. How long ago was your last fight? Um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't count my self-defense encounters with homeless people as a fight. Uh-huh. Um, but my first like fight where I got like thrown out of a bar was uh, over two years ago. Okay, okay. All right, ask me when my last fight was. Christian, when was your last fight? Ain't never had one. Whatever, dude. I went into fisticuffs with my brother, but it was more like me just blocking his punches because I was too scared. And we were we were young. But were you blocking him well, like Bruce Lee? No, like, no, 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 no. What I meant by blocking uh, my adipose tissue, a.k.a. fat, was doing most of the blocking. Look at you, showing off your science brain. Ah, yep, I know a few more terminology terms than you do. I don't think so. Um... James Dalton, which they never actually say his first name, but nope. you do see it written on the paperwork. Yep, it's only Dalton. I think it's interesting. Maybe him. his middle name is Bond. Timothy. No. So it's James Bond, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe the fan, Maybe the director is a big fan of James Bond. It's possible, but I feel like they would have put a, a little more evidence in the film that his middle name would be Bond. But <laughs> James Bond Dalton? <laughs> James Bond Dalton. <laughs> I do want to say that another fun fact is that he hated his mullet. Patrick uh, Swayze said it was the bane of his existence. Actually. But that is like such a I. But he looks so iconically Patrick Swayze in this film. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it work. It fits. Yeah, mullets. Obviously, nowadays it's it's more so missed than it is a hit. Oh. Um, Theo Vaughn could pull it off. Bobby Lee's weird enough to pull it off. But anyone else, it it's kind of it's still weird. You got to be super edgy. Um, edgy, but. Back in the day, in the 80s, mm-hmm. specifically in this film, I, lo- I love the fashion. I love the feel of this film overall. Yeah, totally. Like jeans kind of high and they're like oversized and like rolling up the, the sleeves of their shirts and it's kind of oversized. The the clothing was interesting for me because he goes to work at a dive bar called the Double Deuce. Yeah. And it is like a dirty dive bar, yet some of these girls are dressed like they're in a nightclub. Mm-hmm. And then the guys are dressed like truck drivers. Yeah. So there's like, I couldn't quite figure out where it was. Yeah, is was for a little bit, this bar turned into a nightclub. There was a line outside. When, by the end of the movie, because a homeboy, okay, well, we'll just start from the top. So there's a gentleman, his name's uh, Dalton. He he lives in New York and is like the coolest bouncer ever. Is that the first city in New York? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, why not? I, I was asking you a question. I mean, there's a bunch of reasons probably why not, but okay. He's actually like John Taffer from Bar Rescue. Because Never seen it. Because when this guy hires him, he's like, I need you to save my bar. And he's like, okay. And he is kind of like a bar guru. He's smart enough to know to like watch the bartenders, and he's like quick to watch the waitress like sell drugs. It was like, so cool. He's very good at his job. So he uh, gets hired from his bar in New York to come to this small town in the middle of nowhere to help raise this bar up from the ground. Because as the gentleman who owns it says, he recently came into a lot of money. And he must have come into millions of dollars because they do work into yeah, that Yeah, where did he get his money? It never actually talks about it. There's a lot of things where they're just like, eh, we don't need to say. Yeah, but I mean, since this movie is so action-packed and full of other cool shit, I will you don't say really care. Two things. This movie reminded me heavily of the movie Cocktail mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise and also the, the, what was the girl, the main lead actress? Kelly Lynch. She's also in Cocktail. She's oh, also, is she? She's also the love interest in Cocktail. What? Okay, I want to watch that even and more And both now. of those movies start out going one way and then like take a weird turn in the middle and suddenly it's a completely different movie. For example, in Cocktail, half of the movie is him being a cool bartender and then the second half is like a murder mystery. Uh-huh. And then this movie, like the first half is him being like a really cool bouncer in a bar and then all of a sudden it turns into like an action film. Yes. With like boss fights and, and it's, it's pretty... It gets, 
cool. It it goes off the the deep end, like it builds to it, and then it definitely dives in deep. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of things to say about this movie. I specifically, and I haven't brought this up in a long time, but what the fuck moments? Um, my first what the fuck moment is. So Sam Elliott's in this fucking movie. Is that a what the fuck moment? Because he saves the film. Oh, not he, that it needs saving. But he definitely. But he adds a nice thin layer of mayonnaise to that sandwich. Mm-hmm, he gives it that extra oomph. Not necessarily his presence is the what the fuck moment, but when he first comes into uh, town and he starts talking to Kelly Lynch and uh, Dalton, mm-hmm. and he he sh- they're showing off scars. He shows off the scar on his hip. Yeah. But to show off the scar on his hip, all he needs to do is lift up his shirt. But he proceeds to get up, unbutton his pants, and zip down a little bit. And you see a little bit of Sam Elliott pube, which is completely unnecessary. You just have to lift up your shirt, Sam Elliott. Don't know why he's that confident. Tell me how you really feel, buddy. Uh, That's exactly how I really feel. All right, my next what-the-fuck moment, and I know this is jumping around a little bit, but I when Dalton was fighting Jimmy, who is uh, Brad Wesley's gay lover, uh, basically, right off the bat, when we first meet Brad Wesley uh-huh. at the auto shop, uh, and that dude's right behind him, you're, you I can tell was a hundred percent like, oh, that that's his gay friend. Yeah, well, you can tell Brad Wesley, is, he, yeah, he's he's gay in this because he's or, or both because he's he's, he's going got both that ways. hot blonde chick in the party that he has. Yeah, it's weird that he just happens to live next door to. Um, Peaceways is partner. Is Peaceways it that is, small of a town? It's on the other side of the water. That's a luxurious barn. It's a really nice barn, and like the fact that the guy couldn't find anybody to rent it out. I don't know. I would have lived there. I would have lived there. I mean, a lot of people didn't want to rent it out because they didn't want to deal with the smell of a farm, yeah, that, and no that AC. So there's like, you know, pros and cons with it. But it's a hundred bucks a month. That's so cheap. Incredibly cheap. Um, and if I was Patrick Swayze, I would totally want to live in a place like that because you can work out. He does his Tai Chi in the morning right there by the water. Yeah. You know, he's that old man don't really care. He's not really charging too much. A hundred bucks a month for that place. Yeah. And ladies love it. They're, they're kind of like, you live here? I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I think a real woman, if you brought a woman back to them, back, all right, let's go into that barn. They would like, have to what? deal with it. What? what? They'd be like, yeah, I live in that barn. Come on, baby. And they'd be like, like nah, this I think is I'm weird. Uh, Nah. You don't have an apartment or a no, regular house? Barn. Barn, mm. me baby. He goes to the small town and he finds out that it's overrun by, or it's not overrun, but it is run by Homeboy. Yes, it's uh, it's run by Brad Wesley, who is the main antagonist of the film. And he is like a, a city planner. Yeah. Who he, brings in business and brings in, and he's a man about town. Yeah, yeah, he's bringing in business to the small town. He brought a the town's first J.C. Penny, big whoop. Yeah. Hey, he brought the, a Seven Eleven to town. In the eighties, that's whoop. a big deal, bro. Yeah, I, you know what I think? I think Venetia was kind of like that in the eighties—a small town that had no big deal, no real big names. I'm sure. And, I feel like uh, every town. As uh, if we had more biker bars. Yes, that's what I heard about downtown. There's a lot more violent here. This is a cool movie because it took it takes us to some pretty cool dive bars, and I love going to a nice, a real dive bar. Did Not, you like how Double Deuce was before he cleaned it up? I love Double Deuce. I wish they could have. I, I thought I, I like Double Deuce OG. It was dangerous. No, it was disgusting. But you know what? If they could just get the riffraff out, that would still be a dope honky tonk bar. Oh yeah, I, no, I liked how it was afterwards because it was. That is also, but that's more of like a '90s nightclub. Mm-hmm. By the time they were done, it looked like a nightclub out of Miami Vice. Like I said, there was a line, there was a live band, there it, it's people were dressing the girls were dressing really nice, but old school double deuce. 
Yeah, gosh, that what a one of my favorite scenes was when he first arrived at the Double Deuce, and you could see that it's such a shitty place. People are fighting, breaking tables. There, there's people fucking in the back, and like this bartender skin, skimming money. Mm-hmm. And James Dalton is such a badass because he's able to catch all of this. He's watching. He does that thing where he's uh, well, all of this chaos is going on. He's extremely calm mm-hmm. and just watches everything as it goes down, and uh, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah, and he doesn't have an ounce of alcohol. All he gets at the bar is a mug of black coffee. I don't think we see him drink at all in the film. Never. Nope. Smokes like a chimney. Yeah, well, Patrick Swayze, he was smoking up until the day he died, man. Really? Yeah, he he says he was a heavy smoker for 20 years of his life, even when he was uh, diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer. He was still smoking, and he he was already suspicious that it kind of led to his sickness, all that chain smoking. Wow. Yeah, he smokes quite a bit. Uh, you know, you know he's a heavy smoker when they do in movies when they roll out of bed and grab the first thing they do is grab a cigarette. Yeah. All the ladies love peace ways. Oh, who doesn't love peace ways in this? Do you know what the original tagline was for this film? What? He, you saw him dancing. Now it's time to get dirty. Wait, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Does this have any like in terms of production, does this have any correlation with dirty dancing? Like any Patrick Swayze's in it. All I know is that the Uni- UA, United Artists, produced this, uh, which is like I guess a sub faction of MGM, and they also did Showgirls. And so uh you know, sure st- this- you know who started United Artists? Who? Charlie Chaplin. Really? Mm-hmm. No, did not know that. Hey, that's pretty cool. Um so Dalton gets brought to this bar. The first thing he does after seeing all that shitty stuff, uh, the bar owner pretty much says, hey, you, this is your bar now. Whatever you say goes. And he's just like, okay, cool. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And everybody's like, what? You can't fire me. Just like it would happen in Bar Rescue. This is essentially the most intense episode of Bar Rescue. And, and I'll have you watch an episode because you'll see exactly what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also maybe the, if John Taffer kicked ass like Patrick Swayze does in this movie, Everybody would be watching Bar Rescue. Dude, I like how everyone was commenting on like Patrick Swayze's build. They were saying like, oh, for a bouncer, I, that. I think you'd be bigger. Do people, have people said that to you? <laughs> yeah, knock them the fuck out when they say that to me, bro. But you've only been like a server and a bartender. It's not, at a rest- not the size of the man. It's the man of the size. But you're already like pretty tall. Yeah. I feel like if you kept your height and you had my girth, like if we had a baby, not that we would have a baby. It'd be Simone. Uh, what? That baby would look Samoan. Samoan. Yeah, we'd have a we'd have a, a thick kid. We could throw him in Hawaii. He'd be fine. We shouldn't throw any babies. Anyways. Anyway. Patrick Swayze is at the peak of his physique in this film. Apparently, his good looks actually caused problems on the set. I... Okay. Did you read up on that? I did, and I would love for you to tell this story because uh, everybody needs to know this. Apparently, at the like in the the scenes at the Double Deuce, some of the extras were fucking up. Specifically, uh, one of the waitresses holding Ugh. some drinks kept on uh, doing her thing, but was looking at Patrick Swayze the entire time that she uh, bumped into something and spilled all of her drinks on another extra. Brutal. Yeah. Um, another fun f- dude. I did a lot of research. On you this. did, and I like that you have this because it seems to be very important to you. Uh, I just I don't know all those small little things. I love that he one never uses a gun, and also the number one. I don't know why people don't do this in every movie, but apparently you can just always kick guns out of people's hands because that's all he did with every single. He gun. literally just like pushes guns out of the way with his foot and like knocks them out of their hands with his foot. And, like, it's like the reaction time of every single henchman was so slow. Everybody. All, all the fighting, like the hand-to-hand fighting, looked really good. Yes. Until somebody had a weapon. 
And I think it's yeah. because they didn't have like stage props. I think it's because they had like real switchblades. So it's like, all right, just go slow. All right, we don't want anybody getting stabbed here. Yeah. So they had to like to go slower and, and kick him slow, Patrick. Yeah. Make sure you get the knife. Now, okay, now beat him up. Boom. Yeah. Uh, but the action coordinator, fucking killing it. Um, Patrick Swayze, really, really good at performing these uh, stunts, doing a great job. But I, I never even said my what the fuck moment when he's fighting Jimmy. Mm. rips his throat out that was crazy i mean that to me was the peak of the turnaround in this film where suddenly i was like am i watching the same film it seems like a scene from mortal Kombat. that's, that's a fatality exactly, yeah exactly what i thought yeah and uh, dalton has done that Many times before. They said he killed one person prior to all this that we that know they, of. Exactly. And that was a weird story. Apparently, like they it was it wasn't too forward, but they were saying, like, you didn't for in your defense, you didn't know that chick was married. Yeah, that was a weird turn when because Sam Elliott brings that up kind of unprovoked, where he's like, Hey man, it's not your fault she was married. And they're like, What? What the fuck are they talking about? And then they start talking a little bit more and you're like Oh, they're talking about what happened in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> and they talk about it like it's like it's, like it's taboo, or like they were just talking about it. They jump into a conversation that they were like that they had started years years ago, ago and they're just picking up exactly where they left it's off. It's because Sam Elliott was knows uh, Dalton so well that he's just like, "Why you look like you got got a lot of baggage with you?" Fuck, are you still thinking about Memphis? But really, he's thinking about banging that. Chick. No, Dalton already did. Well, yeah. What did you think about Sam Elliott dancing with his, with uh, the chick? That was weird. That was I, super I liked it. weird. I thought it was pretty cute and funny. And like, I think it's, it's not, why, why did you think it was weird? Well, no, it was just. Because it's, it's all playful. It's very cute. No, no, no. Not the fact that he was dancing with her, but how he did it. And like, I guess. I don't know. I liked it. it I like Sam Elliott. Uh, Sam Elliott's so smooth. That's, that's one thing that was able to make it pass because. First of all, he was 45 years old when he did this, and that guy was mm. looking old, but still. But it looks like a grizzled fox. A grizzled fox. A grizzled bear, sure. actually. Yeah, dude, with his long hair. Like, I wish I, like I hair. had his hair. Like, when, I ate, <laughs> when I'm 45, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping I turn from brown boy to Sam Elliott. Yeah, Miraculously. God, if you're listening to me right now. She's not. Uh, please turn me into a chocolate Sam Elliott. Yeah. Probably not going to happen, but it's okay. Nice to dream. What did you think of Kelly Lynch? Oh, great. I mean, she's a As doll. But, uh, she's so classy in this and yet foxy. I just couldn't. I thought about cocktail the whole time. Every single time you saw her? Kind of. I did think that that'd be a good role for Margot Robbie if this movie was made now. Let's let's play it. Let's recast this film. Okay. So Doc will be played by Margot Robbie. Okay. Which I think is a perfect fit. Pretty spot on. Do you deny it? No, I would, I would love Margot Robbie to play Doc. So you don't deny it then? I don't deny it. Okay, just checking. Um, the bar owner could be played by Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> no, Jim Gaffigan could play the, the, the fat henchman that gets squished by a polar bear. That polar bear? Uh, there's a dive bar over in Crockett that has a giant polar bear taxidermy like that. And uh, I, when I first saw it, I remember thinking to myself, man, if this fell on you, that didn't fucking kill you. So uh-huh. when I saw it in this movie, I was like... That polar bear is going to kill someone. Dude, that scene was ridiculous. First of all, okay. What? 
we'll cast the movie in a second because the climax of this film takes place in what's his name's house? Uh, Brad Wesley. It takes place in Brad Wesley's house, and some of it is in his like trophy room, which has everything from polar bears to grizzly bears to other kinds of bears. He quotes tusks. The only thing he's he's missing in that room is Patrick Swayze's ass. Which wasn't, Jay. <laughs> which he didn't mean sexually. He just meant as a. Trophy. I think he may have. It's possible that guy swings both ways. Um, he throws a javelin like an African prince. This guy has some weird skills. Yeah, uh, although bad hand-to-hand combat. Terrible. He had to pull out a gun. And then he gets shot with a shotgun five times before he falls. Into a glass table, of Which course. Which is the best way to show that somebody's dead in a movie. I've Having seen them fall so many people table, die into a Or fall into like a glass window. Falling through glass is, is the equivalent of you don't need to see the body now that it's dead. Yeah. That's the PG, PG-13 way, even though this movie's rated R, of uh, showing that the body's like dead. Because in a nice R-rated movie, you can see the dead body. Mm-hmm. But in like a PG movie, how do you make sure that you know he's dead? Fell through a window. Make him disappear. Really. Just like how Scar kills uh, Simba's dad. His name's Mufasa. Mufasa? Duh. I'm just saying it out there. Spoiler (laughs) alert for those of you that haven't seen Lion King. It's not a spoiler alert. It happens in the first 10 minutes. (laughs) It's really quick. It's it's, it's like saying, spoiler alert, Bambi. (laughs) What happens to Bambi? Uh, Anyways, in um, Patrick Swayze's masterpiece. Yes, Roadhouse. This is truly the movie that makes me feel like... I should be doing Tai Chi every morning. Yeah, that's what'll save your physique. That's what'll save uh, Did your you see discipline. His back? Cut. Mm. This guy is cut. from marble. I've never seen him fat. A fat trick Swayze does not exist. That's something I wanted to bring up with you, Christian. What? Stop mashing words together, okay? That's my fucking thing. Well, how come you can't just own things? Let me have some stuff too. Hey. hey. What? Okay, you can have it. Thank you. Um this is not the first Patrick Swayze movie I've ever seen. I could imagine that. There are others. <laughs> I really enjoy Ghost. In fact, we were talking about Ghost on an episode the other day, and I went home and watched the pottery scene again. Just the pottery scene? That's the only scene that matters. Were you horny and you were like, <laughs> ghost, sex scene? I'll tell you, I'll tell you about something that kind of got me going that wasn't all that sexual. What? Although it was kind of overtly sexual, but not in a bad way. Does it have to do with boobs in this movie? Yeah, totally. So sexual. When in America it is, but boobs in any other country aren't that much of a sex symbol, bro. But the way so it was portrayed here. And just be cool with it, bro. Everyone's got tatas. Free the nips, bro. Send me your nips. <laughs> I'm going to make a sound bite of that. And I'm going to send it to everyone. Here's Alejandro saying. I'm going to get nips. arrested for You're sexual harassment. <laughs> Anyway, um, what scene? When he is, when Brian Grazer, what's uh, his name in the movie? Brad Wesley. I don't know why I can't remember that. You really can't. When he is at the bar after burning down the hardware store, which I know we haven't explained anything. Red Clay's, oh, Red Clay's <laughs> automobile store, yes. Not what? automobile, his hardware store, yeah. It gets burnt down and the homeboy's just chilling in the bar. What's his name? <laughs> Thomas Wesley. Dude, it's it's exhausting trying to remember it. Brad Wesley. Brad Wesley is chilling in the bar with his like hooker blonde girlfriend. Denise. Denise goes to dance on the stage and she's like dancing really uh, re- sexily and I liked it and I thought it was really entertaining even though she had all her clothes or uh, even though she had all her clothes on. It still made me 
<laughs> and you know what happens? Cut out this Spoiler one. alert: she takes her clothes off, dude. <laughs> she, she does. Did you she, stop she the does. movie before that happened? And you're like, I'm hard enough. <laughs> enough film. I cannot get any harder. And then you came back after softening up, <laughs> and after you resumed it after an ice bath. So it's all shriveled now. And you're like, okay, let's see what happens now that she danced in all of her clothes. Boom. Takes off all of her clothes. They did make it a point to show like, boom, white panties. And I do yes. think it's film. It's film. It's weird when films do that. When they're like, look, she's wearing white panties. It's like a weird thing that movies do. Is it? Very because 80s. white is a symbol of innocence. And so that kind of uh, juxtaposition between the, the... I have no idea what it is. But like you see that in... There was a... James Bond film too, where you kind of like see if a girl's dressed up and it's like boom panties, and it's like why wouldn't they just cut that part out? Like if they were kind of weird, cut the panties out. <laughs> no, that's, that's porn, cut, cut dude. The, cut those, cut those frames out completely. Cut her panties <laughs> off, that's dude, with scissors. No, what I said. Stop. Full blown nudity. That's not what I said. We're not talking about showgirls here. By the way, check out our friends, The Real Buzz Crew. Yes. Uh, on all platforms, they reviewed a movie called Showgirls. Their podcast is called Real Buzz Takes. And you may hear a couple familiar voices. Yep. They're ours, guys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, But, 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 we saw three buts. We can name them here, and I go, hut, hut. Hey, everybody. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Why did you rap? <laughs> I would even call that a rap. Why did you just, why'd you chant? You said hut, hut, hut. <laughs> <laughs> holy crap please take it away bro i got nothing else to say i have everything else to say please say something james dalton gets rich off of this gig do you remember yeah. how much he charged five thousand up five hundred up front yes and five thousand dollars for the whole gig uh, and also he has to cover all medical expenses if someone's if you're hiring somebody yeah and one of the stipulations is you have to cover all my medical expenses what's up Huge red flag. You think so? Because that... <laughs> I know so, bro. Well, no. Well, think about the position. He's not asking for health insurance. He's asking he, for all medical he's expenses. Like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be in the hospital a lot. But this bar owner? Yeah. I mean, he's hiring the best bouncer to clean up his godforsaken... Uh, not a hitman. He's, because he doesn't... Oh, he's not a hitman? Not until he kills a bunch of people. At the end... He, he stopped himself from ripping Brad does, Wesley's throat But how out. does he know how to kill all of these people unless he's done it in the past? He's had to do it before. He's, he's had to. Exactly. But no he's longer. He's had to he's, do it before. He was trying to. That's why he I had think three rules. Secretly. Roadhouse is secretly about a serial killer. Oh, you turned every movie into secret serial killers. Because every movie's about serial killers. No, not at all. Patrick Swayze has deep-seated, hidden sexual frustrations. No, he's <laughs> for sure getting sexual uh, gratification. But not the way that he wants. That's what? why he goes out killing the men who don't satisfy him. No, because he definitely got to sleep with Kelly Lynch in this film. They Didn't satisfy him. First of all, let's That's break why he's that up out of the bed and she wakes up and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just looking at porn jacking off over here. No, that's no, that's don't 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 fabricate anything in this film. This movie's great, dude. First of all, I really like it. I don't know why I'm hating on it. Like, yeah, this. I don't know why. I think it's just your it's funny. your uh, instinct to just go <laughs> against me. Uh-huh. It's like we could never agree. Never. I love this film. You guys should have heard our discussions about shirts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We should save that text thread. No, that's no. It's pretty embarrassing, actually. <laughs> 
Anyway. <laughs> anyway, they end up fucking on a roof after the first time they fuck in the barn. And who's looking from across the, the pond? Brad Homeboy. Wesley. Brad Wesley is just a pervert. He's a he's a, he's a very, also very sexually frustrated, such sexually frustrated. But why he has all of the power? He's definitely put it in um, Jimmy, <laughs> and he's definitely putting it in yeah. the other blonde girl. Who Denise? Denise. Fun fact: she is a stunt double and a stunt coordinator. Good for her. Good for her. I met a stunt double once, um, a female. Uh, when I was uh, in SFL at the bar one time, mm-hmm. and you know you get to talking to people, and it was like four in the morning, and we were the only two people drinking beers at the bar. Oh, that sounds like a good time though. And that's how we got, you know, that's how we sparked a conversation. Like, oh, thank God someone else is drinking, you know. And then yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, I, I do stunt work out in New York, and uh, I don't know what she's doing anymore, but I hope she's still doing all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably a few broken bones if you're a stunt double. She's also a boxer. <laughs> Let me just throw that in. Not only do I do stunt doubles, uh, but I'm also a, a boxer. boxer. She was <laughs> crazy. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze kicks ass in this film. A hundred percent. Do you think Patrick Swayze could win in a fight against John Smith from Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yeah. Really? I think so, because John Smith from <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. We had discussed. He's lucky. He gets off on his clumsiness. Yes. But Patrick Swayze is calculated. He's very calm. He's very cool. Almost the entire film, James Dalton keeps his cool. I love how you say his full name, even though that's never once mentioned in the film. You know, you said it once at the beginning of the podcast, and it hasn't left my mind. It it sounds good. James Dalton is a great name. I feel like I've heard that name elsewhere than here. James Bond, played by Timothy Dalton. That's what it is, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Crazy. That's... Never mind. That's that was that your point? Yeah. At the beginning? Uh-huh. I, you should have given me a little more exposition. Well, now we have to keep all of that in so people can hear it and see how much well, of an idiot you are. I'm not an idiot. You're the James Bond fanatic over I thought you were going to say, you're the James Bond idiot. You're the idiot. Bro. You know who's not an idiot? Dalton? Patrick Swayze. Patrick he has a, a friend, one of his fat helper bus uh, bouncers. Yes. I believe is the smoothie guy from Power Rangers. Let me explain. In the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, when they weren't out kicking putty butt, they were hanging out at like a smoothie slash dojo? It's a weird thing. It's a fact. And I'm pretty sure the guy who ran that place uh, was one of the bouncers from this film. It's going to be so embarrassing if you're just mixing up two fat people. No, I'm like, I've, I'm, I've, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you're pretty sure. Like... I would put up Money to on $70 on it. Really? Yeah. I have some quotes for you. I like quotes. Are they without context? They are without context. Fantastic. All right. First quote. Hit me. You know, I thought you'd be bigger. Bigger. Well, everybody says that. And everyone. Who's the first person to say that? Uh, the blind guy? No. What? Not the blind guy. Jeff Healy? Yeah. No, not Jeff Healy. By the way, Jeff Healy's in this <laughs> By the way, movie. Jeff Healy's in this. And he, he um, it's interesting that like they get rid of all the stuff that's not working in the bar and it, that they don't once ever consider getting a new band. Not that they need to get rid of Jeff Healy because he's an incredible musician. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think that maybe that would, maybe would be something to spice it up. Maybe a try band, a new band. But I don't know because that band was pretty badass. And if I they mean, they did stuck, play the hits. And they're so loyal. They had stuck with the Double Deuce. Through and through, even during those dark times. The dark times. Yeah. Uh, quote number two. 
Uh, hey, uh, Vodka Rocks, what do you say you and me get nipple to nipple? Ah, uh, that was a, was that, is that Denise? Uh, Denise doesn't say that, the but someone girl. says that to Denise. Okay, so that I couldn't figure out, <laughs> women in the 80s with that blonde hair and the big boobs, and I don't mean to be a dick, all look exactly the same. And I could not, t- but also kind of different. So I did not, I couldn't tell if that was Denise when she kept coming back. I'm like, wait, is that the same girl from the bar? Wait, is like, I got so confused. Cause she didn't have too big of a part. The only no, way. No, and very nondescript of a person. Exactly. Very, very general of like blonde bombshell. Well, the they 80s. didn't name her. And it, it just seemed like that, some that's girl. That's the other thing. They, they, I had no idea her name was Denise. Uh, I only know that because I did research on it. I don't think they've ever said it. I hate movies that don't introduce everybody. Well, don't. but she wasn't too... I mean, she get, got a little more important later on. <laughs> last one. No, second to last one. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Oh, my God. I had to stop and rewind that movie to hear that line again. Just to because, make sure you heard it right? Yes, because that proves that Jimmy... Yes. ...is banging homeboy. Which is Brad Wesley. That's the one. You realize when you say homeboy, that could still mean anyone. But you know who? But I've only referred to one person as homeboy. Yeah, you kept on saying what's what's that guy's name? Homeboy, Brad Wesley. Homeboy. Yes, that does prove that. Next one, because <laughs> I hint at it, and, and and I thought I was kind of detective about it. No, I de- yeah, they're they're definitely having a fling more than a interesting fling. in eighty nine, huh? In eighty nine. In eighty nine, they're over here making like a bisexual bad guy. Weird, and they're like, why do they have to make the bad guy bisexual? How come like Peaceways couldn't have been banging a dude too? I don't know. Well, because P P Sways was a sex symbol for young ladies in the eighties, and so they're gonna keep him as this heterosexual male romantic lead in a movie that's very on brand for him and what he was at the time. Hmm. Right. Well, I don't know. I think at the time he was a dancer. Yeah, dancer, singer. I think he had to do this because everybody was like, Patrick Swayze, the guy from the dancing film, and he's like, No, no, no. this one, this one's about me kicking ass, and everyone's like. Yeah, 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 but you're from that dancing film, right? And he's like, no, Roadhouse. Dude, but, I mean, he could do a lot of stuff, man. He can do a lot of stuff. He also tried singing in this movie. Are you aware of that? No. Patrick Swayze has two songs that he recorded that are uh, in this film and on the soundtrack. Really? Yeah, one of them he even helped write. What? The song. Which, which, no, what oh. what song, dude? <laughs> I don't that, write what? Uh, the name of the song that he helped write <laughs> was called uh, Cliff's Edge. Okay. But the other song that he's saying is called Rising Heaven. This soundtrack is dope. Oh, those two songs are sang by Patrick Swayze. Hey, good job, Patrick Swayze. Um, mm. Mm, fine, fine. But good job in general in this film. <laughs> good attempt. <laughs> they are, okay, a couple of things that I do want to talk about is the bar fights are pretty intense. Yes. So much to the fact that there are men swinging for the fences and knocking women out. Dude. You see at least three women get hit with some hard haymakers, and I don't think those were prac punches. I think some of these women got actually got hurt. punched in the face, bro. Well, if there are zero them- stunt doubles in this film and everyone's performing their own stunts, that doesn't Somebody necessarily got- well, mean they're great at their stunts. I do know. I'm sure you saw this too in your studying, um, but Patrick Swayze and Jimmy... Mm-hmm. When they were doing the final scene, that's actually when they bonded. Was because up until that point, they didn't really like each other because they didn't. They both thought the other person was faking stunts. Mm-hmm. And when they both went full full bore, one hundred percent into making this scene look right, that's when they kind of gained mutual respect for each other. That being said, Jimmy thought that log that he hit him with was a prop. Uh-huh. It was not. Oh. So when it breaks on Patrick Swayze's ribs, he broke a rib Fuck. and had internal bruising from that fight. 
Damn. That's how hard dude. they went for Roadhouse. I actually didn't bro. read up on that. That's how hard they went for Roadhouse. Wow. I really like how um before Patrick Swayze kills Jimmy in that fight scene, he does a crazy roundhouse kick. A Such roadhouse a, kick. A roadhouse kick, man. I wish I could kick like that, but I can't. I can barely, teach you. You can't kick like that. You just never seen me do it. Doesn't mean I can't do it. No, because I feel like everything you know how to do, you've shown me. Because when you come into this house, you're like, dude, check out what I learned. It's usually a magic trick. And uh, <laughs> so if you knew something like uh, a roundhouse kick, you'd make me put a Coke can on my head and you'd try it. Would you trust me? Nope. Nope. Not worth it. Not worth it. If I it. was a black belt. I thought you were going to say if I was a black guy. <laughs> wow. No, that's just what I thought you were going to say. If I was a black belt. No, I'd rather I'd be too much of a puss. I'll say it. Uh, they made a sequel to this film. Roadhouse 2, what's it called? Roadhouse 2. Apparently, and I don't think this is a spoiler alert, Patrick Swayze is in that film and he dies. He's not in it. Oh, but he, someone plays... I believe James Dalton dies before the movie takes place. But okay, they do so reference it. They, they do name say, check it. Much mm-hmm. like in Independence Day 2. Mm-hmm. And if this sequel stars his... Son, Dalton's son, and he's trying to get down to the bottom of his father's murder. Uh, they were going to do a reboot. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. And it was going to star Ronda Rousey. As? Peacewise. Whoa, really? He's going to be the bouncer. They're trying to flip it. But uh, that got canceled. I'm not canceled mad about it. Why? Because she lost. She had oh, like seven yeah. films on the board. That, the remake of Bloodsport, uh... A couple other remakes that she was supposed to lead. She was gonna. I think she was gonna be a superhero. That turned too. her career around. It's because sadly. of sadly. Well, she. I know that loss was really hard for her, and so like I don't want to say something that's gonna like be kind of insensitive to what happened, but she didn't take that loss gracefully. No. And uh, and I think that showed a lot of America who really was pulling for her and wanted her to be that that right. champion, whatever she was. Um, and uh, I think Amer- a lot of America lost respect for her because of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. after that, she like dropped out of the UFC. Yeah. She joined WWE, then which she was dropped like out a safety that. net. And then she was like, fuck the fans of WWE. And everyone's like, why are you being mean to people, bro? It's crazy, man. Like her whole career turned around after she lost that one fight. <sighs> Bonkers. Bro. But so she would have. Uh, she would have been peaceways. That's insane. That's that could have been cool, although it would have fallen under. I I, I think it would have fallen under the same problem of female Ghostbusters, uh-huh. where people are like, "Oh, they're just remaking this with a girl." But I would have paid money to watch Ronda Rousey beat up like ten dudes. Yeah, I mean, it would have made it would have made money. Yeah, critically acclaimed. I don't know. No, I mean, it would have been a reboot, an '80s reboot. I'm still waiting for reboots to really wow me. You know, I mean, uh, you know, there's been a couple good reboots. A couple, but like, it's never. It's never promised. I mean, nowadays, a lot of producers are banking on sequels and reboots because they know that familiarity sells. And I think that's such a, a, a cop-out. It's a crutch. Is it them or is it the production companies themselves who, who know that they can either bet on a gamble or bet on a sure thing that's already made them billions of dollars? Well, it's, it's, a, it's less work, really, because you have a template. You have a template to work from. I guess so. I do think I do want to say this, though. A lot of stuff goes wrong. And one of the biggest problems that we see is Patrick Swayze's response to everything going wrong. He's like, don't worry, I'll solve the problem. By about an hour into this film, everybody should have been like, hey, man, we're not going to let you solve these problems anymore. Yeah, you you're bringing destruction here. Yeah, now there's death upon the city. He's yeah. ki- He killed at least 20 men. There's a lot of people dead. 
But, you know, it's for all of the right reasons. It's because the city's finally standing up to themselves. So what's going on? But those guys, yes, you're right. The city's standing up for themselves, which is good. Yes. But a lot of those henchmen were just working men. Mm. I wouldn't say so. They enjoyed their job a little too much. They were saying, like, uh, fuck, another day. What's work? Uh, It's not work if you enjoy it, right? After they saw one of their buddies get got the shit beaten out of them by Brad Wesley. Fair. Yeah. I think that they were purposefully kind of evil. So the shit starts going down once Dalton breaks his own rules. He lets his emotions get to him. Wow. He's no longer nice. Very poignant. And he's beating the shit out of people, not outside, but inside. The guy who has the knife in his boot. Yeah. Does, does Dalton snap his leg at the ankle? Probably at the knee. Probably at the yeah, because he tries he misses the kick. He, because that's that's a fake leg, dude, right? Dalton is snapping any oh, joint, oh. dude, anything. Which Real. I think is a big piece of advice that we could all take home. Aim for the knees. That was that was good. Yeah, it doesn't matter how big they are. They all fall when you crumple their knees, bro. Mm-hmm. Exactly. After watching this film, do you think you could beat me in a fight? Maybe. Give me some time to practice. Like I've said, you've had experience in fights before. What if I, I what if I let you what if I only have one hand tied behind my back? No, I don't want to fight anyone with a with a handicap. No, you know what I mean by that. Yeah, and that's very bold of you. Okay. You made a face. Like I said something wrong, dude. This is an audio medium, so who knows what face I made. Okay. Um what do you think? You think I could uh, take you? No. <laughs> you really don't think so? I don't know. I'm thinking. If you got lucky, I'm, like I said, every fight can go the other way, right? Every fight depends. has potential to go the opposite direction. It all direction. depends. Yeah, but uh, but uh, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Hmm. Mm. No, I've seen both sides of you. I've seen you love. I've le- I've seen you love so hard that you fought. <laughs> You've seen me fight so hard that I loved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just like in the middle of a bar fight, <laughs> and you just start kissing the dude. <laughs> oh God. Uh, you have a best person on set award? Sam Elliott. Ah, easy. That's a good one. Um, and an honorary mention to Patrick Swayze. Rest, how rest how can peace. he not? Rest in peace, dude. Passed away at the age of 57. Too young. Too young. Jeff Healy died, too. Died of sarcoma. I don't know what that is. Sarcoma is a, a malignant tumor that Ugh. grows on an organ, yeah. That's unfortunate. It's a pretty fucking bad. Um, my best person on set is going to go to Sam Elliott as well. Oh, then I changed my mind. No, I'm just kidding. No, we could have the same one. Sam Elliott really does save this movie. When Right when he comes in is right when it's about to lose steam. Yeah, they've talked about, in the beginning of the film, they talk about Wade Garrett, how he's the best, but he's getting old. And he finally calls up Wade Garrett, played by Sam Elliott. He's doing the thing. He's loving his life. He's uh, breaking up fights in the strip joint that he works at. He come. He even comes to the double deuce to help his homie Patrick Swayze out. Patrick Swayze does this really smart thing where he buys a jalopy when he gets to that city because he knows people are gonna fuck with his car. Yeah, so he just buys that shit. Buys a car, buys four extra tires, and every single time after his shift, does he ever get a new windshield? No, I think there's a hole in the entire time. At one point, he has an entire stop sign just stuck that's in That's hilarious, dude. That's one of my funny. That's one of the funniest things is when they pull up into the car, there's like a whole ass stop sign. He's so cool about it. He doesn't even care. Always be nice. He's badass. He takes stitches from Doc without anesthesia. She offers. Yeah, that's very masochistic anesthesia. of him. He just does not. He's used to the pain. He loves the pain. Ugh, he thinks it hurts so good at that point. 
It's kind of weird, but hey, he's badass. Do you think you could stitch yourself up? No. No, I'm going to bleed to death before I even realize that I'm cut. <laughs> I'm like, what? why am I dizzy? <laughs> why am I lightheaded? You're like, I should probably eat something. Oh, uh, now I'm full, <laughs> but I'm still lightheaded. And I don't understand. I've been eating. And then I'll see the blood freak out and be like, <laughs> did I not cook <laughs> this chicken <laughs> enough? <laughs> and then I'll just pass out. And that'll be the death of Christian. Wow. I think, uh, yeah, probably. I think for me, I'll uh, go out in a hail of gunfire. Uh, when the ATF finds out how much alcohol, tobacco, and firearms I've been stockpiling. Have you been stockpiling a lot? That'll be a big twist if I just did not know in the shed in your backyard. Just a bunch of AKs and grenades. Stack of Bibles. Stack. Like, Alex, what, uh, what is all this? I'm like, Christian. Are you Constantine? Come here. And I close the door and also in a stairwell underneath opens. I'm like, let's go down these stairs. And we go down cool. these stairs and there's like hundreds of people down there and they're all wearing shirts with your face on it. And they're like, oh, Christian has returned. And then I'll be like, guys, he's back. And then you like look at me and you're like, wow, what the hell's going on? And then I like touch you on the shoulder and then suddenly a flood of memories comes back that we've lived a hundred lifetimes. And in each lifetime, we create religions where people follow us and live with us until the end of time. And just we keep dying and having to re- revive ourselves and have the other person remind us who that last life was. So it's like this constant cycle of like, I die, then you bring me back and you die. And then I bring you back. And it's just constant going around and around and around. And all those people wearing shirts with your face on it, other versions of you. Um... What the fuck, dude? No, I should have stopped you because that got worse and worse and worse. And that's terrifying. That's culty. It's like you took a Groundhog Day and ruined it because we keep dying and living hundreds of lifetimes over and over again. No, thank you. Let's rate this movie with our official ICBTB <laughs> spectrum. Uh, it can't be that good. or it, it, it can be that good. It can be. It definitely can be. This is a good one. This gets my official stamp saying it can be It also be gets that a good. slight bonkers. Because it does take that weird turn. Yes. So it's uh, it's but a, it's okay. Yeah, it gets a, it can be that good with the bonkers. Yes. Is that how we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to polish this uh, no, rating fuck you, system? It's my show. Fuck you! It's our show, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, baddies. Um, I think we talked about this movie. You can follow me at Christian Has Asthma. You can follow me at call underscore me Jesus. And you can follow the podcast at ICBTB Podcast. And check out our website. ICBTB.com. Or it can't be that bad.com. Or one of those two. It's just those yeah, two. No, it's just those two. All right, folks. Uh, see you next time. Roadhouse. Thanks, Dad, for suggesting this. 1,000 shout outs. Shout out to Dad. Shout out to Dad. Shout out to Dad. Shout out to Dad. Shout out to Dad.